coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Coming at you live from the AO studio. Hey, yo. It's the Fade Route with D-N-Z-I-M-D. We've got a great show for you tonight. Yankees get eliminated. Lillard gets traded. And Colorado gets slapped by Oregon. But we'll begin today's show with, man, great news, Z. Great news, Jets fans. Joe what? Douglas has heard your cries. He's heard... Your, your demand for perfection here regarding the quarterback position. And on Tuesday morning, the Jets signed 31-year-old veteran quarterback, sorry, am I reading this right? Trevor, Trevor Simeon? Oh, okay. Not Matt Ryan, not Carson Wentz, not Colt McCoy, Trevor Simeon with an S. Oh, Z, does Joe D need a drug test or are they tanking for the number one pick? I didn't sell Parkman outright. I got you an outfielder. <laughs> Franklin? Franklin? Not those giants. Yo, Sean! <laughs> are, are you here, Tada? The Tokyo Giants. I'm supposed to get excited for this? Or are we supposed to get excited for this? Like Jet fans, are they getting excited for this? You're looking at a guy, he's played 10 more games in his career than Zach Wilson. That's all? That's it. He's won five more games. Oh my God, I didn't know this. He has a completion percentage of exactly 4% better. 58.9 to 54.9. His pass, his passing yards per attempt, seven, six point seven. Zach is six point three. Passing yards per game, two hundred point eight to one seventy nine point six. Where he has him, forty two touchdowns to Wilson seventeen. Oh wow! <laughs> this is, I, I don't know what to what to say. I, I really don't. It's know It's just what not to defensible, say. right? No, like I'm I'm not a Matt Ryan fan. I'm not a Carson Wentz fan. All right. Colin Kaepernick reached out. Wrote a letter. He, he Three page letter. letter. Yeah. He penned a letter to Joe Douglas. Well it's typed it, but yeah. Well, well yes, but you know what I mean. Yes, yes. But that's but effort. That's effort. Yes. You're telling me that this guy, Trevor Simeon, yes, I, I understand he was with the Jets in twenty nineteen. These guys were not that ended really well. This or they were not. Zach Wilson wasn't. Robert Sala wasn't. Joe Douglas wasn't. Nathaniel Hackett wasn't. Like, none of these guys were there. So what are we doing? Why? Like to quote the great Taylor Twelman again. What are we doing? You're spinning your tires. You're spinning the wheels. And what are you hoping for? Are you hoping that Kirk Cousins, like the the the, the Vikings? stay over and they dangle Cousins because he's a free agent? Are you hoping that maybe you entice the Cowboys into trading Cooper Rush or Trey Lance, heaven forbid? 
Like Trey Lance didn't even unpack his bags yet. He's like, Coach, I'm gone again. I'm gone again. No. So I really don't know what Joe Douglas is saying here. Like, you can't honestly say that Zach Wilson's the guy. Like, he's doing. I mean, he's doing better maturity wise than last year. Like, he's handling it better than last year. But it's just not good. It's just not good, regardless. And, you know, you, you sold your soul in a Faustian bargain for Aaron Rodgers. You got exactly four snaps out of it in the most jet thing that ever happened. <laughs> I mean, this is this is right at the New York Mets playbook. Like, I'm hearing these Juan Soto rumors, and I'm like, okay, he's going to get, what, four at-bats? Like, this is the full-on, I'm expecting the full-on karma to fall and to cave in. And it caved in on the Jets. Four plays. That's it. Karma reared its ugly head after four plays. Now, you got this kid. And yes, he's a kid. And he's a deer in the headlight, right? You know, how many how many people have now said he can't play dead? And you're not helping him in the situation. You're throwing him to the wolves. And Robert Sala is throwing him to the wolves. Like, we, we 100% back him, but it's Joe D's decision. What is that? Oh, what kind of, what said. Well, it went from Zach Wilson's totally our guy to Monday, well, it's Joe Douglas's decision. Oh, why didn't you hear that? Oh, yeah, wow. So, yeah. I heard some other excerpts that got me fired up. I just don't understand. And as far as Joe Douglas is concerned, like, are they tanking for the number one pick with this track record? of drafting quarterbacks and developing quarterbacks? No, absolutely not. Sam Darnold is a journeyman, third stringer. And right? he's liked by his team. They're happy to have him. Gino, Gino's... It I clicked mean, in 10 years. There it was there was a, a sound bite that I sent to you immediately after I heard it, where he was on the sideline, like, boosting his guys. Kyler, uh, uh, t- uh, Tyler Lockett... And uh, the new rookie, he was he was talking to them and trying to get them, you know, we're going to get back into this, you know, just keep with it, keep your heads up, we're going to make a play. Like, what a leader he turned into. What a leader. But at the time when they drafted him, this is the same guy who got knocked out by I.K. and Kampala. Oh, yeah, he did. So, you know, he, 10 years, right? The maturation process was 10 years on Gino. Mark Sanchez had immediate success, but it wasn't all his success. It was the run game and the defense. Yeah. Like you would, I could argue with Kellen Clemens. They drafted Kellen Clemens. What did he become? Nothing. Journeyman. Journeyman backup. 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 Which is what he was. I mean, yeah. He he rode the bench, had a clipboard. Yeah. And then you you hit on Chad Pennington. That was the last drafted quarterback that the Jets hit on. Mm -hmm. They brought in Mike White, Bryce Petty. How many other guys oh, have started? Greg uh, McElroy. The kid from uh, Penn State, too. Oh, God. The kid Four, from Penn 14. State. I can't remember yeah. his name. But. Oh, yeah. But Greg McElroy, another one. Oh, we, we love Greg McElroy. Tim Tebow. Destroyed <laughs> that. Destroyed his career. Like, this is where quarterbacks go to die, whether they're good or not. They're in Chicago. Yeah, they're in Chicago. 
Yeah, exactly. He's going to die. But I honestly, God, do not know what Joe Douglas is thinking. And, and Caleb Williams and Bo Nix have to be shitting their pants. Shador they're not, though. I don't think they are. Because I think for them, they're like, if, if Arizona or the Jets have a top pick, I'm coming back to play. I'm making money in college anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Maybe Shador Sanders comes out, you know, because he's, you know, maybe the Cardinals think, okay, we'll draft him and we'll we'll let his dad coach the team. You know. Mm. So you think that? Do you think? Um, you hear the rumor that Dion is not that he's more enamored with the Florida State job than anything, and he has eyes on the NFL. I think that's true. But, so, like, but do you think that he would be a package deal at some point? Him and Shador? I think I think the Cardinals are hoping for that. I do. But I do think his coaching style and him personally, he gets through to college players. He's going to come off the wrong way to pros. He, he's not going to be able to get pros to play for him. He can get college kids to play for him. He's, he's, a, he's a motivator. Yeah. You know, His talk reminds me of like Herman Edwards. Like He's just able to motivate people with facts. But, I mean, just to go back to the Jets for a minute, just like... At this point, Z, they must be, right? They must be tanking for the number one pick. They have that. That's the only way to to explain this. I mean, this is the problem I have with Joe Douglas, right? Why sign Trevor Simeon today? Why sign him yesterday? Why not two weeks ago? Why not three weeks ago? Why not a month ago? Why now? Why now did you decide? You know what? We gotta have an insurance plan just in case. What Tim Boyle has to come in? Is that not to, not to interrupt you, Christian Hackenberg? That's him. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. I thought he was gonna be a good player too. They ruined that kid. I mean, four years ago, right? Trevor Simeon was on the Jets and he broke his ankle on Monday Night Football when Sam Darnold had mono. <laughs> <laughs> this is facts. And Robert Sala is worse than Joe because listen, I understand. You have to get behind your quarterback. I totally understand that. But you cannot get up to that podium and tell the media that Zach is the best person to lead this team. You can't say that. You cannot say that. Look at these numbers, Z. Let me pull this out for you. They are 30th in passing behind Justin Fields, Tannenhill, and Dobbs. Dobbs! They're behind Dobbs. This is a good one. Zach Wilson's QBR is number 33 out of 32 teams. Tannehill, Ritter, Baker, all ahead of him. Like, you can't tell me that Tim Boyle can't go in the game and be 18 for 36 for 157 yards. You can't tell me that. And God, if you're going up to the podium and telling the media this, Man, I hope you're not leading team meetings with that garbage. I hope you're not standing up and saying, hey, man, Zach's the best person to run this team and we're going to get behind Zach and win. You can't say that. There's other weight. There's other things to say and there's other things to do. Your motto is all gas and no brakes. Zach Wilson's your starting quarterback? That's bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And listen, they, you know, I... I'm I'm all for Zach playing because you drafted this kid. I am all for him playing. But I mean, you sent him away last year. Mm-hmm. You traded for his replacement. 
you can't come up to the podium and say that. You just can't. You come up and say, Zach Wilson's our starting quarterback because we can't afford or trade for a better option. We're going to cater this offense to Zach's strengths, and we're going to play lights out on defense. We're going to run the football. We're going to get creative, and we're and we're going to win football games. That's how you do it. You can't say he's our best option when every time that he's pressure, he keeps running in the wrong direction. <laughs> right? Am I right? And he's making spot on, perfect chest throws to the other team. So, you know, it, it's a bad look all the way around. But they don't have him ready to play. The proof is in the pudding there. And they're asking him to do something he's not prepared for. And it's I'm starting to feel bad for him. I'm I'm feeling bad for him. Because yeah. I'm starting to think that he's like, man, like I don't want to go out there. Like, you know, because you can see when he goes back to pass, he doesn't have any confidence in himself. He doesn't, he is second guessing everything he does. It's not coming naturally to him anymore. Like, he is just uncomfortable. You, The Patriots pin them in their own end zone. You can tell he was like, shit, <laughs> shit. And he backed up the pass and he's like, man, nobody's open. And it wasn't like, throw the ball away or try to run. It was like, I'm done. Like, I'm surrounded. I'm done. I'm just well, going to go down. <laughs> you, like, we had uh, Jet quarterbacks have had, young, young Jet quarterbacks have had seminal moments in their career, right? For Sam Darnold, it was, I'm seeing ghosts. Yeah. And now <laughs> it's, you know, last year, Zach Wilson's moment was when they benched him for Mike White and he said, it's not my fault. <laughs> Like, dude, no, you, I don't you, owe them anything. You, you owe the defensive explanation. I don't owe them anything. No, bro, you <laughs> can't say that. I, you <laughs> lost the locker room then, and now and the, the, he's the, wearing the Mike coat. effing white shirts, and they're all yeah. behind Mike White. And now Mike White ain't there, and and Tim Boyle is not Mike White. And it's like that. That, that was the problem with what happened last year. Salah should have locked that up as soon as that started. You can't do that. You can't do that to a young kid who only played one year at BYU and wasn't even the captain of his own football team. You no. can't do that. No. They're not. Also, just This has been mismanaged from Jump Street because even when they drafted him, you should have brought in a veteran. Why isn't Andy Dalton on your team? Why isn't Andy Dalton your backup quarterback? Like, how did you miss this? Like, Why how did Colt you McCoy? miss this? Right. Where's Colt McCoy? Like, how are you missing the obvious thing here? You're hanging your hat on he was the number two pick. God, if we're all being honest with each other, they probably shouldn't even brought him back this year because of what happened last year. But think about it. Arizona is one and two. They traded for Joshua Dobbs. You're telling me Joshua Dobbs is available? Joshua Dobbs couldn't help this Right! This is true! And the thing, you know what you know what bothers me about it and I'm gonna feel bad for is I really I really feel bad that if he if Zach gets hurt, which he probably will, if he gets hurt at home, the crowd's gonna cheer. And that's awful. And that's not right. And that's exactly what's gonna happen. Because that's how they're building it up. That's how they're playing this. Like they're just, it's just they already, it's so they already mismanaged. They already traded for his replacement once, and rumors are swirling again, right? We're like, we're talking about the Colt McCoys of the world. We're talking about Trevor Simeon. We're talking about Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. But you got people 
who are suggesting that Kirk Cousins is going to get traded to the Jets, right? Mm-hmm. Kirk's in the last year of his deal. The Vikings are 0-3. The draft, the upcoming draft class is loaded with quarterbacks, right? So the Vikings could conceivably move on. They have Nick Mullins. Shit, Nick Mullins. Like, so, yeah, he can play. you look at it from the Vikings side, right? Like, are you... Like, what are you doing? Who are you? What are you waiting for? Yeah. Like, what are you, what are what is your package yeah. to say yes, Kirk Cousins, you are a New York Jet? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, it's hard, right? Because the Vikings are zero and three, right? And if they were to trade Kirk Cousins, you're essentially giving up on the season. Your fan base would turn on you, and team management it would look terrible, right? Now the truth is, is they're they're not world beaters. Like they're well, their division is not full of world beaters. Like they they can still get out of this with a playoff berth. They can still what pass the, the, the pass the Bears and pass the Lions. Like you would assume they could. I mean, this team was thirteen and four last year. The problem is, is like last year they were they were winning the close games, and this year they're not. They can't play defense. They don't have a running game, and they're they're offensively sound. You know they're pretty good. Hmm. Having said all that, hmm. right? <laughs> there's 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 two there's two ways there's there's two ways to think about this. If I'm if I'm running the Vikings, I don't think my team is good enough to beat the Eagles, 49ers, Chiefs, or Dolphins. Right? No. In my head. Those teams are all better than me, regardless of what happens this season. I'm not going to be able to beat those teams, right? Secondly, the Jets might be very desperate enough to give me everything I want. And what's everything I want? All right. For Kirk, you're giving me your first-round pick last year, and it ain't protected. All right? I'm straight up getting your first-round pick next year. None of this pack. I want I want what the Packers should have got. Okay. I want a second rounder next year. I want a third rounder in 25. And give me Zach Wilson because that's the kicker. I'm going to take Zach Wilson off your hands. The crowd is going to love it. I will take I will take on this burden because I do have a coach in O'Connell who I wouldn't call him an offensive guru, but he's been around the block. He's played with for Belichick. He's backed up Brady. He coached on the West Coast like – let me give let let give him to me and let's see if I can get something out of him. And if I can't, it's fine because he's a throwaway, but that's what I'm saying. And what I'm gonna tell Kirk, I'm gonna tell Kirk, listen, we weren't we're in a bad position this year. Okay? We're gonna retool with the, the draft picks that the Jets are giving us. And in the offseason, if you don't re-sign with the Jets, we'll have a conversation. We'll talk. You know, because if I don't get the pick I want, if the right quarterbacks don't come out, even if they do, I can still bring back Kirk to be, uh, you know, a peer to whatever quarterback I draft or whatever quarterback I bring. That's how I take it. That's how I handle it. This is such a hard situation because you also have the sword of Damocles that is Aaron Rodgers hanging over this team. Well, like, I'm looking at it as a, I'm looking at it as like I'm the Vikings. Like I don't care what what you do with Aaron. I don't give a shit. That's not my problem. I'm talking about this as like if I was the Vikings general manager, this is what I say. And the Jets, uh, 
It, yeah, that's actually a good question, Z. If you're the Jets, is that really the game plan? Is the game plan to let this man rehab from his Achilles injury and then start him next year? Right. <laughs> and we know that his ego is so fragile, right? We understand that about him. He's notoriously thin-skinned, right? To bring in a guy like Kirk Cousins, right? He's a four-time Pro Bowler, makes an ass ton of money. He's, you know, he's got cred in this league. Aaron Rodgers is going to take that personally. It's not like you're, oh, it's Zach Wilson. Like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like Kirk Cousins, but he's mm-hmm. better than Zach Wilson. Like, there are levels to this, and they're not on the same level. <laughs> Z, there are 32 players better than Zach Wilson right now. That's fair. <laughs> and, and they're all better than him. They're all – the stats don't lie. Every single person who threw a pass on Sunday is better than Zach Wilson. It's including Justin Fields, and Justin Fields is terrible. Yes, it is including Justin Fields. The only thing Justin Fields doesn't beat him in is passing. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I mean, he, he does beat him in passing. He doesn't beat him in QBR. He doesn't beat him in QBR. Oh, my God. So, if I'm looking at this, I gotta... If I am the Vikings, I have to get a first-round draft pick. 100%. I have to. It starts to. there. It starts there. So might, might even get more. Might even be more than one pick. Now, if you are... If you're not able to pry away, if you're not able to pry away that, that, because you only have one, right? You have the second round pick from, well, this is done, right? Because it it was the conditional second round pick based on, actually, no, this was best because Rodgers is playing fewer than 65% of the snaps. So how about that? So it becomes a first round pick. It was a second-round pick. It became a first. So they have two to play with. Huh. How about that? So the Jets actually have two picks to play with. Depending on where they end up, because both of these teams could be terrible. Like, both of these teams could be in the top ten. So it might just end up being... You might end up accumulating a set, a, a top five pick out of this. So Definitely a top ten. Yeah. But the Jets are still going to be okay. They'll still have that extra pick. Um, I want one of those picks. I want a 20-25 second. I'll, I will, I will settle for a 20-26 third. Because he's a free agent, right? Like you can't. Yeah, you can't, yeah. He's got to Yeah, he's. You free. can't go. You know, Kirk Cousins is a free agent. You can't really be like, oh, I want this, this, that, and that. And Jet and Joe Douglas will have the phone. Go, go fuck yourself. I want four first-round picks. Well, I want a million bajillion dollars. But then you don't know, you, you don't know what the kicker is, right? You don't know if it's like, well, you don't have to just like, well, we, we could re-sign Kirk, we could franchise Kirk. Like you don't know what they're thinking on, on that end. Right? And you also don't know what Kirk is thinking, right? Like I'm thinking, I'm looking at this from a Justin Verlander standpoint, from a Max Scherzer standpoint. I want some considerations that my money's going to get picked up. I'm gonna, I want some considerations that I'm not going to get franchised. I want some, you know, yeah. I want some considerations here. Like, because I'm uprooting, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with Minnesota. He's very comfortable. He had a house built. Yeah. Like, he's very comfortable there. It's like, I'm very comfortable. Yeah. Like, you, you have to make this worth my while. Right. So, you don't, the Jets have to worry about not just the team, the Jets have to worry about the player. Yeah. But if I'm the Vikings, that package... 
do I want Zach Wilson? I mean, he'll fill out the quarterback room. So that's I the kicker, that. though. That's, yeah. that's the kicker, is that this is why you should make this deal, because I'm going to take him off your hands. You no longer have to answer these questions. You no longer have to worry about him. He's going to be leaving, and your city is going to love you for it. And I will take the burden on it. I will take on that burden. And that's the a, kicker. It's a smaller market, and I think he would thrive. Well, I think I, I think O'Connell could help him more than Hackett can. <laughs> That's can't help the truth. It's just I just think I just think that he can help him. Like, listen, when you're when you're I saw Hackett did with Wilson last year. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing on your resume other than I think he worked with Blake Bortles down in Jacksonville for a bit. Other than that, there's nothing there's nothing for you to hang there's nothing there's nothing for him to hang his hat on. O'Connell's got a good track record. O'Connell also played quarterback behind Brady. He played in the league. If I'm gonna get anything out of him, he's gonna tell me, you know, I mean I do think I do think he needs more of a quarterback whisperer like uh you love like uh, um Sean Payton, so to speak, but yeah, yeah I'm, that's my kicker. Is like you're gonna give me this deal because I'm gonna take Zach Wilson, and there's nobody else who's gonna take Zach Wilson. That's that's why this works. That's how I'm. That's how I'm gonna you know stick to it. But do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave. From the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at SweetLifeBrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043 and tell them D&Z sent you. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, 845-641-3043. SweetLifeBrownieCo, because there's always room for a brownie. You know, the Jets, despite their terrible players, still one and two. Um, and the Bengals, they're also one and two. The Bengals beat the Rams on Monday night to avoid going 0 and 3. Despite the win, Joe B just does not look himself. 26 of 49 for 269 yards and no touchdowns. Should the Bengals shut down Burrow or play as many games as he can until he can't walk anymore? <laughs> to quote Taylor Twelman again, what are we doing? Does this team or does this team not have Super Bowl aspirations this year? And, and, and just, just so we're on the same page in this, am I the only one that watched that game and was like, dude, this dude is hurt? Hmm? Like, he's not hmm? okay. He's hmm. not playing well. Like, he's scared to hit the ground and... His throws are either very quick or then when he tries to throw it downfield, it's nowhere near the player. 
they were putting a sleeve on his leg in between series. Like, that's not good. Like, Zach Taylor is committing coaching malpractice right now. That's what this is. It's coaching malpractice. You have nothing to play for right now. Right? Because if you lose Joe Burrow, you got nothing to play for. Period. So you take the time, you put him on an IR, you do what the Jets are unwilling to do. You go get Colt McCoy. You go get you go get a veteran. And you coach up Jake Browning and you hope to God that he's got something. Like that's what you do. You I mean, you elevated Reed Stennett off the, the practice squad. What do you fucking do? Like, so you you know, you can claim Will Greer off the Patriots. What do you fucking do? Matt Corral. He's Matt Corral. Matt Corral's available. Shit, go trade for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Why not? Why not? You know, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't mind, I'm sure Joe Burrow wouldn't. So, it, this is a problem. You know, Joe Mixon finally got something going. 19 for 65 and a tutty. Jamar Chase finally showed up. Made me look bad on my fantasy pick. 12 for 141. Oof. Thanks, Jamar. But, you know, that being said, like everybody else, Tyler Boyd, 5 for 39. Tanner Hudson, you know, 2 for 30. T. Higgins, 2 for 21. Had some like, drops. Yeah, so. Higgins, Higgins had some drops. This, you know, McPherson missed a field goal. So, like, you have this team is not synced up right now, and it, it's it's from the head down. It's from Joe Burrow down, and you're doing your team a disservice because the defense is it's not good enough. It's not good enough to say we'll put the team on our back. We're good. We're gonna we're gonna go. You're, this is they not are good enough. They're good, but they're not good enough. Right. They're this isn't Pittsburgh. Ste- it's not I, Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not going to be able to carry. I do think like Lou. Anything. I think his name's Lou Amarillo. I think he's really coaching them. Staten Island's team. own Lou. He's Staten doing Island really Lou. good coaching them. Yeah, but they absolutely need to shut Burrow down because they're not playing for now. You're playing for later. And if you're done, don't rush him back. Like at this point. You would, you are need, you need to be thinking. You just paid this man. Well, that's the other thing that, that we were kind of forgetting. Like we're focusing on the on-field Super Bowl aspirations. They just paid this man. Right? Come on now. You need to take care of your asset. You took care of him financially. You got to take care of him physically. That's the same reason you upgrade the offensive line because you got the man murdered in his rookie year. Yeah. So take care of this man. He's your meal ticket. He's the gravy train. He's the guy who's going to take you to the Super Bowl. So take care of him and he'll take care of you. That's how I see it. Yeah, I mean, here's my thing is I'm with you. You got to sit him down. I mean, he's clearly hurt. Uh, I know how bad 0-3 is. But when you have a calf injury, you could overcompensate. And that could lead to a torn Achilles. Mm. Ask Aaron Rodgers about that one. Um, and then you learn. And then if that happens with Burrow, you land in New York Jets land. Like you think Zach Wilson's bad? Wait till you see Jake Brown. <laughs> I mean, okay. So let's look at the next couple of games. Okay, let's just look at it. So you're one it. in. You're one and two right now. Okay. So let's say we sit him down, Joe. We're gonna sit you down. You got the Titans. Winnable, that's, that's I winnable. think, without Joe B. 
Then you got the Cardinals. Very winnable without Joe B. All right, then you play Seattle. All right, let's let's give you an L there. We'll take an L to Seattle. Then you got the bye. You got a bye week, all right? Then you play in the 49ers. That's an L if Joe plays or not. So L. So after that, you play the Bills on November 5th. That's in five weeks. I think that's the target game. He's like, Joe, we're going to sit you down. We're going to bring you back on November 5th, after the bye, after the 49ers, we're playing the Bills, and that's when you come back. So, if I'm targeting the Bills game, what's the best case scenario? Best case scenario is we win two games and we'll be three and four. Okay? Worst case scenario is we're two and five. Right? That's the worst case. We're not going to lose all. We're not going to lose all four games. We'll win at least one of them. So now in two, we're two and five. Okay? Yep. And then we can make a decision. Do we just want to shut this down? Are we in contention? Is Baltimore a game ahead of us? Is Cleveland two games? Like, are we in this? If we're in it, Joe, come back. Let's go for it. If we're not in it, all right, Joe, we're just going to shut you down. Chase will play two more weeks, shut him down. Boyle will play three more weeks, shut him down. And that's the way we play it. Like, you, just like you said, he's their asset. I understand he wants to play. He's a competitor. I get that. We don't go anywhere without you. But, dude, you tear your Achilles in week five, week six. Now you're not coming back until, like, in, in, now we're, we're we got to get into the season before you come back next year. Like, let's be smart about this. This is a, this is a, this is a, this is not a sprint, man. This is like, you're supposed to be here for the long term. Let's just be smart. The next time the Bengals play a cupcake defense is arguably the Colts on December 10th. And they're a good defense. Look what they just did to Baltimore. They knocked three guys out of that game. So we'll say, well, we'll change that then. The next time they play a cupcake defense will be December 17th against the Vikings to not be playing for anything. Yes, that's that's accurate. Okay. The Vikings are a cupcake defense. So there's a good possibility that they're they're out of this thing. Like at this point in time. It stinks. It stinks, but it's just reality. Like one and two, and you face the reality in front of you. The Pittsburgh Steelers, like Kenny Pickett aside, that defense plays. Yeah. And you get him twice. You get him twice at the end of the year. The Ravens defense is the Ravens defense. Right? The Jaguars play hard. The Texans play hard. The Bills play hard. You mentioned the Niners. The Seahawks. The Cardinals made Dak Prescott look like Dak Prescott again. Yeah. Well, actually, Dak probably made Dak look like, you know, he's overrated as all hell. You get the Browns again. Miles Garrett says hello. And then you get the Chiefs, who are, that's no pushover either. So, I mean, this is not good. This is not good at all. And you need, you need, you know, penny wise, pound foolish, right? You don't want to be so enveloped, so gung-ho on this year that you lose out long term. Right. Because you rush him back, you overcompensate, you set yourself. You can you can tear your Achilles, you can hurt your other leg, you can you know you're you're compromised back there, and you're running out there against you're running out there against strong competition, strong mm-hmm. competition. You have a very difficult schedule, so Zach Taylor, 
He needs to do the smart thing. And he just, you have to admit that this is going to hamper Joe Burrow because we have eyes. We all can see this. And speaking of eyes, all eyes were on this weekend's game between the Colorado Buffaloes and the Oregon Ducks, the number nine Ducks, right? It was a a battle of philosophies, if you believe the Oregon head coach. Like, we're, they're here for clicks. We're here for wins. Yeah. 42-6, to Oregon. And it was 42 nothing until the fourth quarter. They were brought down to earth. Buffaloes were brought down to earth and brought down to earth hard. Now, to Deion Sanders' credit, he said after the game, they whooped us. Right? Mid defeat. On to the next one. We're going to learn from this. As any coach does. Colorado's overmatched all day. Superior players. Superior game plan. Bad offensive line. No running game. How is Colorado going to do against USC this weekend? Who's arguably better than Oregon? Yeah, I think it's going to be another thumping. Um, I actually watched the, I watched the whole game. And, you know, it's just, it's a classic example of they've got better players. They've got a better scheme. They were ready for you, you know, and you made the mistake of, I don't know why you went to the stadium a day early and decided to walk on the field and walk on the O. Like, I don't know why you're antagonizing one of the best teams in the country, but reality set in and... Let's not forget this team. I think they only won one game last year, two games last year. Again, they've they've got they've all been overhauled. They've got a whole new coaching staff. They've got all new players. But you know, you you talk the talk, and then somebody puts you in your place. And yeah, I would just, I would think that I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to be can be able to compete at a high level after what Oregon did to them because now you haven't been punched in the mouth yet. You just got punched in the mouth. So how are you going to react after getting punched in the mouth? And that's what we're going to find out this weekend. Well, here's the scenario, right? You want to talk about all gas, no break, right? Oh, I love that slogan. So the offense, right, is very pass heavy. Oregon dominated the rushing game to the point that they rushed for six times the amount of yards. Oh, jeez. Colorado had 40 yards rushing. Jeez. 40. Oregon had 240. 31st downs, right? 3 of 10 on third down, 3 of 4 on fourth down. They just, they got their asses kicked. And you know what? Sometimes you need to get your ass kicked. And that's okay. There is such a thing as a good loss. Because what happens is you start to, especially when you're a college kid or you're a young player in the pros, you start to believe the hype around you. You start to believe that you're untouchable you're, you start to believe that you're this good and it is 
a burst of a bubble. And that humble pie is what makes you better. You don't learn from winning. You learn from losing. In life, you've lost, I've lost. You get better because you learn. You don't learn from winning. Winning feels great. Winning feels better. I agree. But in order to improve, they needed this. They're going into USC. They've identified what their problems are. Their offensive line sucks and they can't run the ball. And a lot of times they don't even try. So Coach Prime, get back in the building. He's going to get back in the building. He's already at work. He's going to work on this because he understands. He's a pro, right? He's a Hall of Famer. He understands what it takes to get to that next level, right? He understands learning through failure. Dion has, he's on record, right? He played basketball in high school. He was a Hall of Famer in football. He was, he played Major League Baseball. The hardest thing for him to do was hit, hit a baseball. And baseball is the ultimate sport of failure. So he understands. Coach Prime fully invested in in this. He understands. But <laughs> offensive line play. You're going up against a guy who won a thing I like to call the Heisman Trophy. So you're going to have to score with these guys. You're going to have to go up and down the field with USC, and you're going to have to match them. And USC's defense is coming. They're not good, but they're coming. Right? Lincoln Riley's coming with the offense. You got to match him. You got to match him. And you got exposed big time. Big time by Oregon. So, ah, ah, prediction? Hey. It's going to be closer than 42 to 6. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. It's going to be closer than 42 to 6. They'll, they'll manage a touchdown or two. Oh, okay. I'll say they score, you know, I mean, because USC's defense is not great. Uh, Let's be real. You, you mean you? Lincoln Riley is not known for having defensive juggernauts, mm-hmm. but he, like he, he recruits to outscore. You. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm looking at maybe like a 42-35, something, something in that nature, where it's close but still a high-scoring affair. But you know, the, Colorado will learn from this, and Colorado will definitely represent itself better. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. Speaking of representing itself better, you can't represent yourself any worse. <laughs> the New York Yankees were finally eliminated from playoff contention. I believe we had that. We eventually, it was a matter of time, but it's been such a doldrum of a season that it barely registered in New York because the Mets are bad, the Jets are bad, the Giants are bad, and the Yankees are bad. We're looking forward to Knicks basketball and Rangers hockey here in the, the tri-state area. NYCFC might make, make the playoffs. They're close. But the Yankees are out. So, hey guys, Yankee Stadium's available for playoffs. I'm just saying. They lost to the Diamondbacks 7-1. Aaron Judge mentioned in his post-game presser 
that he'd like to be in on team discussions next season as far as personnel, as far as coaching, as far as managing. He wants his say. So should players like Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge have a say in personnel and players minor league level? Uh, you know, I kind of go back and forth with this. Um, you know, the problem is, is they have so much vested in him that I I don't think it's bad for you to check with him on what he would think in regards to how a player would fit. Not like, should we or shouldn't we? It's kind of like, hey, man, like we're thinking about bringing Cody Bellinger into play center field. What are your thoughts on that? Like... You know, not like, should we do it or shouldn't we? Should we go after this guy? No, not like that. It should be more or less like, you know, what do you think of his personality for the ball club? Do you think he'd fit in the clubhouse? What kind of guy do you have you heard he is? You know, like another good another good one is, um, <clears throat> who's that controversial pitcher? He played for Cleveland. He played for the Dodgers. Mike Clevenger. No, no, not Clevenger. The other Trevor guy. Trevor Bauer? Trevor Bauer. Like, hey, no. man, Garrett Cole thinking about bringing in Trevor Bauer like no. you know, what have you heard what do you think like that's the way I think you could approach those two guys you know it's not like I don't I don't think it's in the in the sense of saying hey man you know what do you, you know uh we are we're gonna pick this guy up unless you say otherwise no it's more like get his feel on it see what he thinks you know because they do have so much vested in him you, you might as well tap into him as a resource I don't buy this. I don't like it at all. Like, what? No. I think the front office is the front office. They're desperate, though, Z. They need help. They can't figure this out. Well, they need to re- they need to overhaul the front office. They're having an analytics team to come in and assess their analytics team. <laughs> exactly. And what's that going to well, – what results are you going to find? Hey, Fishman, clean out your fucking office. <laughs> we Cashman, suck. you go too. So we've gone through all the numbers, and Brian, we didn't make the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, uh, what are we going to do here then? We're going to grab a water, and we'll see at the meeting. We're going to trade for Juan Soto. That'll do it. But with what? All the, all the, the Ninos that you brought up, you know, Wells, L'Oreal, all those guys are going to go back in the other direction. I would think Kielmeyer becomes the center fielder, right? Kevin Kielmeyer's not the answer. But I would assume uh, that's what they're going to no. do, right? Him or no, him or Bellinger, I would assume. Like that's that, but that's what the Yankees have been doing. They've been bringing in Kevin Kielmeyer's a very good defensive player. He's not what he used to be offensively. You know, he just he gets hurt all the time. He plays very hard, but that catches up with you. The Yankees are going to be shedding Severino, Montas, IKF, Peralta, Middleton, Zach McAllister, who even knew Zach McAllister was on the team, Luke Weaver, and David Freitas. All those guys are going to be unrestricted free agents. I mean, of of the guys that I just listed, I can consider bringing IKF back. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. That's the only one. That's the only one I would consider. He's great because he can pitch for them when they're getting blown out. He was a catcher. He came up as a catcher. He can play anywhere on that diamond. Like, Yankee fans know. Clay Bellinger, Luis Soho, you need a guy like that. You absolutely need a, you need a guy like that. I mean, yes, he'll take a beating 
when you know they're down 21 to 2 or whatever but you know that's few and far between but Aaron Judge should not have say on personnel I mean yeah what do you think of him like okay he's a nice guy okay cool like that's fine but I think I don't think it goes deeper than that like I really you know he shouldn't really be like if it's coming down to we're thinking you know if they're calling him saying we're going to give this guy an offer yay or nay like that's too much I think that's way too much Garrett Cole too but I mean Trevor Bauer is a non-starter like he's already they've already like kind of done that you know I'm saying like he shouldn't be he shouldn't be coming to the meetings and like throwing names at them right that's that I don't think that's the kind of power you should have no not at all we're coming along the lines of you know what do you think of this guy? Like we're we're thinking about bringing him in. What are your thoughts as a, really, as a clubhouse guy? Like you know, not as far as his play is concerned. We've got a team for that. It's like we just what have you heard about him, Aaron? You know yeah, things like that, that. But how far is that? How how slippery is that slope in recommending his guys? Right? Like you crushed Francisco Lindor for Javi Baez. Like how far how far removed is that? Mm-hmm. Is my question. Like yeah. Lindor vouched for Javi Baez, and Javi Baez was terrible. <laughs> so who's to say Aaron Judge doesn't vouch for somebody and they're terrible? Like no, analytic. You know, the front office is the front office. The players are the players. Like that's what needs to happen. Like there needs to be a clear line of demarcation between the front office and what goes on in the clubhouse. That includes the manager. That these that that's part of the downfall of the New York Yankees. Like there's this commingling of front office and manager and team and it's like this murky muck of suck like that is what's become of the Yankees it's happened for the better part of the last five seasons the last you know the 2017 Yankees were a feel good team right the kids and then what the hell happened so you need to get back you gotta figure out your way because right now they're lost the Red Sox are lost and the Cardinals are lost they've kind of all those three teams have kind of strayed from what made them great now with the Yankees it becomes kind of problematic because everybody's spending money the business models changed so the Yankees need to draft and develop and draft and develop and so far it's looking okay the proof is in the pudding we're going to see long term like Dominguez is out when he comes back, we're going to see who he is. Right? If you're, if you just want to have a stopgap until he gets back, you can do worse than Kevin Kiermaier. You did do worse than Kevin Kiermaier all of this year. Billy McKinney, Jake Bowers, Juan, uh, Willie Calhoun. You know, Harrison Bader wasn't great either, and that cost you Jordan Montgomery. But you kept, you brought in Carlos Rodon. This has been, this has been failure after failure after failure after failure after failure and some some sacrificial lambs need to go to slaughter here and I have this bad feeling I was saying to my fiance I have a bad feeling that all these guys are coming back next year Cashman's coming back Boone's coming back Fishman will be back and he'll be the treadmill of mediocrity all over again there needs to, there needs to be a fundamental change there needs to be a fundamental change and I feel that I fear that the Yankees are not going to embrace that change. And speaking of embracing change, 
It's not South Beach. But Damian Lillard is changing addresses. Dame time is now central time <laughs> as he was traded to the Bucks as part of a three-team trade, including the Suns. The Suns sent out DeAndre Ayton in the trade, sent him to Portland, along with Drew Holiday, Tamani Kamara, and going to Phoenix is Yusef Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. So their bench is now fortified, right? Yeah. The Bucks got Lillard. They got their guy, and only their guy. They only got one guy in this trade, but also the superstar. Possibly the Robin to Giannis's Batman. Did they just guarantee? Did the Bucks just guarantee that they will represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals? I say they're. I don't think guaranteed that they're going to finish top three. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. You know, I think it's tough. Um, I've got to imagine the 76ers are going to be there in some capacity with or without James Harden, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have to imagine that Miami will be better. Um, I would think Boston will be there because I kind of like the deals that they made. I like how they got Porzingis. I think that's going to be okay. Um... Yeah, you're higher I, on Porzingis than I am. Yeah, I am. I think Atlanta will be better. So, I think I think it guarantees them a top three spot. But you know, injuries happen. You know, he he's never Lillard's never played with a player of this caliber before. So, it'd be interesting how they mesh on the court. But bravo to the Bucks for pulling it off, and bravo to Portland for getting a nice haul. You know, Drew Holiday, in my opinion, is one of the best point guards in the league. And maybe they can get something out of Aiden. Maybe they can make him more like a LaMarcus Aldridge. So, you know, maybe they'll compete in some capacity. And then, I mean, they're pairing the Suns, with the Suns, the Suns, like you said, they got a bench now. I like, I like, uh, what's his name? Um, Yusef Nurkic. I like him. I always did. I, you know, I wish he was a better. I think he has a lot of talent. I think he could be better than the way he plays. Yeah. But, I mean, Nurkic is going to play a role on that team. He's definitely going to provide a little spark, a little something that they weren't getting otherwise. But, I mean, Drew Holiday, he's probably he's probably earmarked for another team just because, you know, this team is rebuilding. Mm. So, you know, you have to scoot Henderson there. You're going to have Henderson and Aiton. Right? You can you can flip Drew Holiday to somebody else and say they don't buy him out and he goes back to the Bucks. So much for only wanting to go to South Beach. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> the, the, the reaction is that, you know, they did they somehow did Damian Lillard dirty by sending him to the Milwaukee Bucks instead of the team he wanted to go to. As far as I'm concerned, they did him a favor. Like Damian Lillard you're now on the team that is the number the number one team in the East. Right? Serious playoff aspirations. Right? You're looking at top four, right? Let's look at the top four. Boston will be there. Philly will be close. You got the Knicks. Say what you will. 
but the Knicks are coming. The Knicks, I, I see the Knicks in the top four this year. And that's not me being a Homer Nick fan. Like, the, uh, there's growth. They're growth. They're growing. And then you have the Bucks. Like, the Bucks can absolutely compete in the Eastern Conference. They can, they have a shot. They have as good of a shot as any. And he finally, Giannis finally has the complimentary player that's on his level. Chris Middleton's good. Not, he's not a superstar. But he's not Damian Lillard. He's not going to do what Damian Lillard does. Right? Brooke Lopez is there. He's not going to do what Damian Lillard does. You diversify this team. Like, it doesn't have to be all on Giannis. And if Giannis gets hurt again, right, if his back goes out, Lillard can carry the team because he has experience doing that. He did it in Portland. So that's a serious contender. That's definitely a serious contender. And Miami will be there. Miami bubbles up. They never. They don't have great regular seasons. They come on strong at the end. At least that's what they've been doing. They're a five, possibly a six, and they'll be there, right? Because of the culture. You know, I, I know it's trite nowadays to talk about Miami Heat culture, but it's a real thing. It's an absolute real thing. They went to the finals with a bunch of non-drafted, undrafted free agents for God's sake, and Jimmy Butler. So. To, to say that, you know, somehow Damian Lillard was done dirty by being sent to the best team in the Eastern Conference, to me, that's a fucking joke. Well, Jimmy I Butler... You, I don't know yeah, where you stand Jimmy Butler is pretty livid. He's he's calling the NBA out, saying, you know, there was tampering, you know... Yes, there was tampering by Lillard's side. <laughs> there, there was tampering by Lillard's side. Yeah, true, true. But it takes two to tango, man. Well, like, that's how like I that. see it. <laughs> Like, that's how I see it. I mean, I'm sorry. I love Jimmy Butler, but I think that's some bullshit right there. Like, I'm, I'm calling bullshit. I on think that. he's upset because he wanted Lillard to be playing for them. You know? No, completely. You know, and it's it's sour grapes. Like that was the dirty little secret in that memo, right? Like you're doing the stuff out in the open that you shouldn't be doing out in the open. We've been doing that behind closed doors for years, and no one's been saying anything. But now you're doing it out in the open. So I feel that, you know, you don't have a leg to stand on if you're Jimmy Butler. You're still going to be there. You're still going to be good. But you know what? Damian Lillard's going to be just fine. Don't worry about Damian. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd Fair or foul? Judging the more messed up stories of the week. Alright boys and girls, it is time for the more messed up stories of the week. And they're either fair or foul. Fair or foul number one. Taylor Swift will write an epic song about Travis Kelsey once their romance is over. Oh, great. I'm glad we got this in the show. Swifties, 
Swifties will listen to the show now. We got a Taylor alert. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be an epic song. I wrote down some names that I think it could be called. So I think this oh. is fair. So I've go. got uh, On the Sideline. I've got okay. Alone in the Stands. I've got That's Game. <laughs> That's what I think. So yes, I do think it's fair. I will happen, and I can't wait. Oh, my goodness. So, I think it's completely fair, because Taylor Swift has done this before. Like, this is what she does, is remove. So, it's definitely going to happen. I mean, that game is pretty good. You I like, like that. that, right? I, I, I like I like that. <laughs> you like that? You like that? I like that. That's game. But, yeah. Actually, can you, that could even be the lyric. Right. You like that? I like that. That's gay. That's gay. That's gay. But, I mean, it's, it, this is her move, right? But it's going to be a hard time. She's going to have a hard time topping Dear John. Right? That's about John Mayer. <laughs> that guy is right? crazy. John Mayer is an interesting cat. I love him. He's one of my favorite <laughs> artists. So... <laughs> You know, you paint me a blue sky, then no, you back, turn it to rain, and I lived in your chess game, but you change the rules every day. Like, you know, that's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be hard. Like, I don't I don't see Travis Kelsey as that kind of guy, that kind of, I don't see him in that light. So I really don't know, especially now that she's, you know, kind of taking control of her songwriting and her career. We're gonna see her, we're gonna see what she can come I like with. the Jake Gyllenhaal one. I believe that's the one where it says we're never getting back together. I yes. think that's the best one. Harry Styles one is good too. That was a good one. Uh, it's like, I still love you. And I'm like, this is exhausting. <laughs> An indie record that's so much better than mine. I like that. Oh my God. But you know what? Like with Travis Kelsey, like, it's going to be energetic because Travis Trav brings the energy. Yeah. But she's going to somehow work it, burrow head my ass into the song. Like, that's just what's going to be... You already know it's coming. But I'm here for it. I can live without cutting to her after every play. And it sounds like Patrick Mahomes can live without it, too. He's joking about it on the sidelines now. But, like... uh, This is going to be delicious. It's going to be absolutely delicious watching this happen. But we'll we'll enjoy the courtship. We'll enjoy the romance. And then it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Fair or foul? Number two, the Miami Dolphins hanging 70 on the Broncos and deciding not to kick the field goal to break the record for most points scored in a game. Is that not the most disrespectful thing ever? I mean, it's like, yo, right? No, no, wait. So think of it this way. Like they dropped 70, right? The record Mm -hmm. was 72. They could have kicked a field goal, which would have broke the record, and they didn't because they felt like it would have been running up the score. Isn't that a big punch in the face? Mike McDaniel's such a prick. Isn't like, that isn't so? Like, what a punch in the face! Like we this didn't is... want to run up the score, so we didn't kick the field goal to break the record, but we still beat you seventy to ten. Karma. Right. Well, what what did we say about karma before with the Jets? This is straight up karma right here. Like I texted you, and I said, "Who's who's the bigger bigger loss?" You said Denver, 
and I, I think it's very disrespectful on the part of the Browns, uh, the part of the, the Dolphins, rather. What, not kicking they, the field goal or beating them no, by 60? Run, running it up. <laughs> but, running it up. But stop it. Like, like you let their backup quarterback throw a 45-yard bomb. Like, where's the defense? What the fuck are you guys doing? In the fourth quarter where you'd already thrown four touchdowns and ran for five. Like, dude, it's over. It's over, Johnny. Get the first down and fall on your ass. No, the players aren't going to do that, though. Like, this was their time to shine, those backups. Yeah, well, (laughs) their time to shine. They're trying to put some tape out there. They want to get picked up. Yeah, well, here's the problem. When it comes playoff time and it gets hung up the other way because it's not warm weather and it's not, you know, all all gas no break again when Mike McDaniel actually plays against the team that is gonna put the boots to him mm. and this is just like the Cowboys mm. they get they get behind what's it gonna be is he gonna be ripping vapes on the sideline again <laughs> that, is that is that what's gonna happen again? is it gonna be a replay of last year because yeah this this is exactly what we expect from the Dolphins right by week five two is gonna be hurt again oh, it's gonna be Mike White this, this train's never late. We were right about the Cowboys. They got punched in the mouth. They couldn't recover. They were looking for their mouthpiece against the Cardinals. So, you know, I just think that it's foul from a sportsmanship standpoint, from a competitive standpoint. It's going to bite you in the ass. Don't do that. You just don't do that. Yeah, yes, the Broncos could have stopped them, should have stopped them at some point. But you know what? The Broncos also could have taken Russell Wilson out of the game. They didn't. Yeah, right. they they could have decided that we're beat, and they didn't. Right. Nope. Right. No, they didn't. You know, and and Russ didn't have a bad game. No. No, he, he did. He played okay. He played okay. They just couldn't stop anything. They couldn't stop a nosebleed. Tyreek was running wide open, like nobody within ten yards of the man. Yeah, I mean Tyreek Hill's also due for his annual hamstring injury. No, so, say that he's on my fantasy team. Week seven. Don't you know that. it? It it's coming. Stop. Right? I mean. The, those who don't understand history are doomed to repeat it. Don't. Dolphins fans, Cowboys fans. But weren't the Unfair. Dolphins? The Dolphins are on the bad side of the wall. Didn't Dan Marino get blown out in his last game? He did. 62-7, but it wasn't he by did. the Broncos. It was by the Jaguars, right? Like yes. Brunel and the Jaguars in like 99. Right, exactly. Jeez, so, They've had their fair share. Dan, just but, stop throwing the ball, man. Just Let's just hand it off. Let's just, and, let's just call it a day. Is, all right, so what, what's a more powerful move at this point? What, what's a more powerful play at this point? The Dolphins zone run or the Eagles tush push? Oh, the the tush push is the tush push needs to go. That's dangerous, man. Yeah, the tush. I thought the tush push was illegal, but it wasn't until 2000, 2005, I think. Right. They right. made it illegal in right. college. Right. They made it legal in the pros. Yeah, so the whole thing... Somewhere, Reggie Bush is like, what the fuck? So the whole thing is, is the competition committee actually voted in the offseason, and they didn't get enough votes to get rid of it. (laughs) But it's a very dangerous play. They're going to play the... They're going to do it to the wrong team, because you know how you end that. The way you end it is you tell the linemen to go for the knees of the linemen. The the defensive linemen go for the knees of the offensive linemen, and the linebackers headhunt. That's how that play stops. And that's that's what Chris Sims said. That's exactly what Chris Tim said today. And Jalen Hurts was saying that, you know, his response was, I don't want people calling for my injury. 
But, but no, he's telling he's an analyzing how to stop it. Yeah, that's how but they're gonna Jason, stop it, dude. And I, Jason I think, Kelsey's gonna end up in a with in a freaking walking boot. Yeah. That's what's gonna happen. And I think that's why they ran that fake they ran the fake um push tush push to show you, oh, he could back out and run, but that's not gonna stop teams from headhunting. Good teams. Like like, yeah. a, like a Bengals or like a, a a Rams team, like a good defensive team is just gonna be like, you know what? If that's what you want to do, go for it. We're cool. Try We're like try getting lower than Aaron Donald. You can't. Aaron Donald gets very low. He's low and he's fast. Try getting below Micah Parsons. Very difficult. Very difficult. So try that shit against a good team. You're absolutely right. You try that. You try that against a good pass rush. Not happening. Dexter Lawrence. He's a big motherfucker. Try try doing that against Dexter Lawrence. He's a big guy. I had to get them in the show, didn't you? I did. Ugh. But Dexter wants to run stuffer. That's They're what he does. this weekend. Well, yeah, but that's besides the point. But you get a guy down low who's a big, nasty bastard. <laughs> a run stuffer, right? That That's his job. Jalen Hurts is not going to... He's going to say no mas. It's going to be Rosarant. No mas. I'm good. Like, let's just play action this. Let's just bootleg it. I don't need to put tush push every fourth down. Just takes one time. Takes one time to stop. Is your hair thinning or is your hairline receding? Scalp micropigmentation will fill in the areas where your hair is missing by creating a short buzz cut look. Micropigmentation is a non-invasive procedure that will create the illusion of hair follicles for 7 to 10 years. For people with alopecia, this could be a permanent fix. For people with scars on their scalp, this is a great way to camouflage a scar. Don't lose confidence or feel like you need to wear a hat wherever you go. Marquez Studio is located in the Bronx and is open for all your scalp micropigmentation needs. Consultations are free and appointments can be made any day of the week. Get your hairline back with scalp micropigmentation. The techs at Marquez Studio have over 30 years of haircutting experience and can assist you with all of your questions. Call to schedule a consultation today, 646-221-8728. You can also visit them on Instagram at Bronx Marquez to see their gallery and view all their satisfied customers. Again, that is Marquez Studio, located in the Bronx, New York, 646-221-8728. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. Alright boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. You know how it goes. We put up a poll on our X account at FadeRouteDNZ and you vote. And you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets a shout out on this here show and the coveted ass trophy and do you know who's going to get the shout out on this here show and the coveted ass trophy this week d no jc mejia your guy yeah all right got one there we go you got your got your year banned for performance enhancing drugs sir well done you're this close to being henry mejia (laughs) that was last week 
This is this week. Who are your nominees for Alleged Superstar of the Week, D? Oh, my gosh. I'm starting with the Seattle Mariners. They're really blowing it, losing four of their last five games to the Rangers and the Astros. Guys, you had a chance to make the playoffs here. Do better. Just do better. Number two, Sean Payton. You're a Super Bowl-winning head coach. How do you allow a former ball boy to hang 70 on your team? For God's sake. Do better, Sean. Just do better. And last and certainly least, Robert Sala. You have the gall to walk up to the podium and say with a straight face that Zach Wilson gives your team the best chance to win, that every week you see improvements, that his his confidence is at an all-time high, that he's progressing as a passer, that he's correctly going through his his checkdowns. I hope you're being open and honest with your team behind closed doors. Robert Sala, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Z, what do you got? Great choices. Great choices. I'm going to start with Marcus Freeman, head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Oh, against, good one. Against Ohio State. How the fuck, <laughs> on the second to last play of the game, do you only put 10 men on the field defensively? How do you do that? How? Count to 11. How can you not count to 11 in a critical moment like that? And he had no timeouts. So he's fucked. This week, he said, we're going to put in a signal that if you see 10 men on the field, jump offside. That's what the signal means. Coach, are you kidding me? Learn to count to 11. Marcus Freeman, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. For kicking a field goal down eight because according to Coach McDaniels, he's down two scores. Anybody want to tell him? Does anybody want to tell him there's a thing called the two-point conversion? Anybody? Me? You? Me? No? No. So, Coach, I'll do it. When you score a touchdown that's worth six points, you can kick the extra point for that seven, or you can go for two, which is eight. And you were down by how much? Eight. So you would tie the game. Josh McDaniels, learn how to do math. You are my alleged superstar of the week. And then... Last but not least, Ajax supporters. Oh, their recent match was abandoned because fans threw flares onto the field. And I'm not talking Rick Flair. I'm not talking Charlotte Woo! Flair. I'm, I'm talking full-on soccer hooligan fla- flares. Can't have that. Not at all. Ajax, get your shit together. Get your fans under control. Ajax supporters, you are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we said our piece. Go to our X account at FadeRouteDNZ and vote, and vote, and vote, and vote, and for our nominees. (laughs) 
Your favorite podcast has its own merch line now. Go to the Fade Store with DNZ.com today for all your Fade Route merch needs. I'm talking tank tops, t-shirts, sweatshirts, like yoga pants, we got those too. Like some cool accessories, we got those too. And we're not done yet. We have so much more planned for you, but check out what we have today at the Fade Store with DNZ.com. That's the Fade Store with DNZ.com. Let's run the option and give you our picks for the week. It is the option for week four. And if you want to play along with us on our CBS Sports Pick'em League, you know what to do. Go to our link in bio at Fade Route Podcast on IG. Follow the link, and you, yes, you, can play against DNZ. Last week, we had a really hotly contested week. We had three at the top. We had the lovely Rita Sanchez. We had our boy Foxy and me with 10 wins across the board. Three-way tie at the top. And Foxy and the lovely Rita Sanchez are tied at the top with 29 points. You and I are behind, and Zach <laughs> is coming on strong. We're getting there. We're there. We're here. We're live. We're on fire. Let's talk about week four. Our Thursday night game. This is a big one. This is an absolute big one. The 2-1 and one Detroit Lions. Yes, I said the 2-1 and one Detroit Lions go into Green Bay to take on the 2-1 and one surprisingly two and one green bay packers yeah i'm taking green bay i'm in love with kevin love i mean i'm in love with jordan love i'm in love with jordan love he is my fantasy quarterback moving forward i've got green bay i mean shit kevin love was there like that that'd be awesome (laughs) but i'm going with detroit rock city they're playing a good all-around game jordan love's not gonna play bad I'm not going to say that. A.J. Dillon's not going to be bad. Right? Aaron Jones isn't going to play bad. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. But it's going to come down to who's going to make fewer mistakes. And I think the Lions are going to make fewer mistakes. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And we're in London. We're back in London, and we're, we're starting this again, but now they expanded to Frankfurt, Germany. We're starting in London at Tottenham Stadium. Tottenham. The 2-1 Falcons go into Tottenham Stadium to take on the 1-2 Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, so I'm going to take Jacksonville. Uh, it looks like... Um... It looks like Taylor, I think he should be starting soon, so taking Jacksonville. Taylor Heineke, he's got a playoff wind under his belt. So I'm going to go with the Falcons. Right? Ride Bijan, ride the rock, run the rock. Bijan. Bijan. Make it happen. The Jaguars are disappointing this year. Trevor Lawrence doesn't look that great. Look good, yeah. No. So, you know, I think that Atlanta's going to start pulling away here. And especially with that Derek Carr injury, 
Like they can really make hay while the sun's shining for the next few weeks. They they can definitely take advantage of the situation and it starts with a victory over the disappointing Jaguars. One o'clock, big time AFC East matchup. The three and O Dolphins go into Orchard Park to take on the two and one Buffalo Bills. I'm going with the Bills. The Bills have only allowed 35 points this year. Take the Bills. I'm going with the Dolphins. That you know, as much as I talked about how unsportsmanlike it was, it's still early. This is still early season Dolphins. They're gonna run it up some more, and then it's gonna, you know, reality's gonna set in as it usually does. So they got one or two more weeks left of elite level performance, including this one. Dolphins by two touchdowns. The 0-3 Vikings at the 0-3 Carolina Panthers. And Bryce Young is scheduled to play. Man, the Minnesota has to win this, right? Minnesota. You'd hope so. You'd hope so because, you know, that team, you know, compare apples to apples. Minnesota's got to win this game. You have Justin Jefferson. You have Osborne. You have talent. You should blow this team off of the field. The Panthers are not good. Bryce Young does not look like anything great. And Miles Sanders is Miles Sanders. So Vikings should win this one. But stranger things have happened. I'm still taking the Vikings. Oh, God, we were going to talk about this game. Oh, do we have to? The 0-3 Broncos go into Soldier Field to take on the 0-3 Chicago Bears. Oh, another toilet Somebody, bowl. Somebody, somebody's always got to Somebody has to win, right? I'm going with Chicago, man. I'm going with Chicago. Oh, God. I'm going with the Broncos just because Russ seemed to wake up. It seemed that he turned a quarter. Now, defensively, that not good. Nishkeet, not good. Nishkeefo. Nishkeefo. Yeah. Ugh, terrible, terrible, to quote the great Charles Barkley. But, I don't know, like, the Bears are just god-awful, and they're they're doing the slow march towards number one again. An AFC North showdown as the 2-1 Ravens go into Cleveland to take on the 2-1 Cleveland Browns. Ah, Cleveland. Cleveland hurting people. Better watch out. Baltimore better watch out. Cleveland's defense does not play. May the Schwartz be with you. May the Schwartz be with you. I'm going to take Cleveland as well. Very close. It's going to be very close. But uh, that defense plays. Jim Schwartz is on to something. The 2-1 and one Steelers go into Houston to take on the 1-2 and two Texans. Um, I kind of went back and forth on this. Texans been playing really good defense. Stroud, I believe, is Stroud, I believe, is top ten in passing. Um, but I kind of think Pittsburgh will go down there and take care of business. If Pittsburgh wins this game, it's going to be on defense because Kenny Pickett is nothing to write home about, and they can't bench him because who's his backup? Mitchell Trubisky. There's really nothing for them to go to, so it's Kenny Pickett or bust. Now, they tried Jalen Warren. They have Najee Harris. They got to get the run game going. They have to. That's the key to their survival. But this is going to be a defensive win 
for the Steelers. The one and two Rams come east, well, really central, to take on the two and one surprising Indianapolis Colts. Rams play defense. I'm liking what they're doing. They you know, they played really well against the Bengals. I'm sticking with the I'm sticking with the Rams. This is gonna be a good game. This is gonna be a real good game. I'm gonna take the Colts. I think that there's a little bit more Minshew magic, maybe for one more week. And is Matt Gay gonna have the game of his life again? No, Matt Gay is not gonna have that game of his life again. But you know, the Colts are surprising. They're surprisingly good. They're they're definitely opening up some eyes. One more week of Minshew magic. The two and one Bucks go into the Big Easy to take on the two and one Saints with Jameis Winston under center. Baker's come back to life, uh, back to um, back to reality. So uh, going with Nola here. This is going to be interesting. Very interesting. Two turnover prone quarterbacks. Two good defenses. Who's going to make the last mistake, Baker or Jameis? And I think it's going to be Baker. I'm, I'm riding with the Saints as well. The 2-1 Commanders go into the link to take on the 3-0 Eagles. Oh, the Eagles are just beating everybody right now. See, this is going to be the prime example, I think. Because you have Deron Payne in the middle of that offensive line. Deron Payne can bring the pain. Montez Sweat can bring the pain. Chase Young can bring the pain. If the Eagles can get through this, they'll be coasting for a while. It's going to be close, but I'm going to take the Eagles. I'm going to say Eagles by a field goal. Jake Elliott at the gun. The one and two Bengals at the one and two Titans. Bengals, Bengals find a way to win. Tannehill looks terrible. Derrick Henry looks old. Bengals. I think the Bengals need this game. The Titans, they're done. The Titans are done like dinner. And yeah, Joe Mixon's going to have to be the star of the show. Because Joe Joe Burrow's compromised. So, Bengals close because they don't have enough to pull away. But a big game for Joe Mixon. We're into the 4 o'clock hour as the 1-2 and two Las Vegas Raiders go into SoFi to take on the 1-2 and two Chargers. I'd be shocked if Jimmy plays this game. So, I'm going to go with the Chargers. He's concussed. He's in the concussion protocol. So I'm going to go with the Chargers as well. Yeah, well, you know, that train's never late, right? We talked about Dak Prescott. We talked about the Dolphins. You know, that train's never late. Jimmy G's hurt. New film at 11. Just like Brandon Staley. Film at 11. He he almost fucked up the game last week. That train's never late. There's some things you can count on. And it's kind of refreshing. Chargers... In a route. The one and two Patriots going to Jerry World to take on the two and one Cowboys. Uh, I'm going with Dallas. I think Max hurt, right? You know? Um, I don't know if Mac is hurt, but he's definitely he can't be flicking people in the dick like he did. <laughs> dick tapper. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be doing that. 
You can't be doing, man. Just, you just can't be doing that, man. You can't be flicking Sauce Gardner, man. You just can't do that. Right? Try doing that to Micah Parsons. Exactly. Uh, it's going to be a defensive win for the Cowboys because Dak Prescott's coming back to earth. The Trayvon Diggs injury definitely hurts. Right? You do have Stephon Gilmore, but you need to find somebody to cover up that hole. And the Cardinals kind of exposed the Cowboys that if the Patriots can get ahead, if they can punch the Cowboys in the mouth, that defense will hold them down. The Patriots play defense. Always. Always. The one and two Cardinals go into Levi Stadium to take on the three and oh San Francisco 49ers. I gotta imagine the 49ers win this game, even though Arizona's been playing people tough the last two weeks. Arizona's playing with pride. I guess the, uh, you know, they were tanking too loudly. So we got to make it, they got to make it look good. So I'm going with the Niners. They're too loaded. They're stacked. They're too stacked. There's absolutely no reason that Purdy doesn't play well and McCaffrey doesn't run all over the cart. Your Sunday night special, the two and one Chiefs go into MetLife. MetLife take on the one and two J E T S Jets. 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 Who are they playing? Yeah, they're playing. Yeah, yeah. Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, Chris Jones is going to be living in that backfield. Zach Wilson's running for his life. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Now, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, does Tim Boyle see some action Sunday night? Well, we will definitely see, but what are we going to see? What are we going to see more of? Taylor Swift or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Swift's going to go to the game, but Rodgers is going to be there apparently. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I have a sneaking suspicion. I have a sneaking suspicion he's a Swifty. (laughs) I can just see him. It's like, it's a love story, baby. Just say yes. Oh, God. Oh, no. That's Chiefs big. And your Monday Night Delight. The 2 and one Seahawks stay at MetLife to take on the 1-2 New York football Giants. Uh, the Seahawks... Go Hawks. Go, 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 go. Yeah, no, this isn't, yeah, the Giants, you know, they can't hang. Now, as presently constituted, they cannot hang right now. You know, and, and it's sad. Like, the, the expectations were there, and they're just not meeting them right now. Like, Dayball's calling the plays. Let's see if that continues, but Daniel Jones needs to step up. That defense got absolutely run to the ground. Seahawks Seahawks by 10 This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday night on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay fade, everyone. Time for us to run the go route. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.